after every gathering, the um, ending is parting. There is a, in the Buddha's teaching one section which talks about four endings. Every ending, every <laughs> one of the endings is after a gathering, there comes a dispersion, an ending. Goes along with this natural law. Whatever has a nature to arise has a nature to pass away. That is natural. That is the way the, the things are. It cannot, can you imagine? <laughs> you, you, um, uh, there is no ending to eating chocolate cake. or to be happy, you know, being excited, whatever, even the greatest joy. <laughs> well, the real joy would, can be continuous, I think. That <clears throat> will be then part of our style of life. But <coughs> the way the things are, it, is, it means it's a natural law. So whatever is arising or getting born or comes into existence, it cannot be uh, continue and be indefinite. That is a natural law. Has to. That is a rhythm. It becomes uh, torture at the end if it doesn't end, hmm? even the nicest things. So now to the. <coughs> I shift now to the next program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jean is on me. <laughs> this morning, I understand. She is at least, how long are you coming to Damadina? 26 years. 26 years. <clears throat> she has seen it, I think, in the condition when it was a weekend house for my re uh, refuges from my life in Hollywood. I don't think it was wild what, what one thinks about Hollywood. <laughs> but uh, that was the name of the part of the city. It was actually very, very, very natural. I lived in the hills of Hollywood is part of the San Bernardino mountain that starts in Santa Monica, moves into the east uh, toward San Bernardino. And there, somewhere between at the end of the main city, is, uh, is Hollywood. It's in the hills. And then there is a big, uh, um, big water reservoir somewhere in one of those valleys. And when I um, lived there, I had always a view to a wonderful lake. Sometimes I imagined I was on the Como, Como Lake in Italy. Yeah, I never was there, but, <laughs> but I heard often <laughs> of the beauty of the Como Lake. Hmm? So anyway. <clears throat> Natural, um, yeah. Our so we, <coughs> well, it's 
Well, why did I say naturally? Oh, that was the beginning before Dhamma Dena. Ah, yeah. Okay. Now it's Damadina. Well, so when I said Jane is behind me or on me, well, she has, uh, she, that's her compassion and her wonderful concern <coughs> for the sustain, sustenance and <coughs> existence of Damadina. Um, and that is now, it was a weekend house, now it is a nice retreat center. We, we are on very, very low, low, what do you say, we're not making exercise, advertising. Huh? No, that's not what, low key, yeah, yeah. And uh, many people in, in Yashua Tree or in Yaka Valley, which are in nearby cities. The nearest is Yashua Tree. They, many don't know that we exist there. I intently do keep it that way. Mm, because, um, well, I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do really know. You see, we are living in an area which is not, which is populated too. There are people more and more coming in. Now we have water from the city. More before, before this, we had the water supply with trucks. We had even no telephone in delivery in the beginning. Electricity, I think, was there. So, but it's so it was quite natural. It was not even for that. You know, I think I wasn't really comprehending the greatness of the Dharma, what it meant. It was my my kind of hobby when I started. I liked it. Was always had this inclination to be, uh, well, to be calm and go into myself and relate to me and, uh, and read uh, uh, reports of uh, people who lived in monastery and came to uh, that great uh, uh, event of awakening to something. Then I read these reports, then I came across, <coughs> well, just <coughs> because of my inclination for the inner life, and uh, um, I came across to, to Teresa of Avila, so then I began to study and uh, read her, and she became somehow my little ideal. So, uh, so in this way, I developed the meditation center. But uh, then, since my husband, I think, was more the inspiration for uh, what we call now, um, I am a teacher for inviting us to for the inner exploration, and there is a little meditation center 
he was an ordained monk for five, no, for nine years in the Advaita tradition. And he was just fresh, uh, uh, so, so to speak, a freshling when I met him, being free, uh, be, being, um, uh, having left the, the monastery. And believe me or not, it was in Hollywood, that monastery. You know, there are several actually there. There is uh, the, um, the um, fellow, fellow, fellowship. Uh, yeah, there are several. So it is, um, um, has spiritual currents too. That's not uh, in this way we don't relate to Hollywood. I lived quite uh, uh, natural in these hills and fed the coyotes and uh, the opossums and the raccoons. They were part of our household. I had an opossum who was living on my shoulders <coughs> whilst I ate my breakfast. <laughs> then he liked that, so I went out to town to the post office one day and uh, it was kind of a, uh, subdued weather, it was a little rain. You know, they are nocturnal, they, they like to have it in the darkness to live. So I had him there, and I go to the post office, and he was my fur coat. <laughs> he was my fur color for my jacket. He really liked it there. <laughs> but there is now a long uh, queue for, for what they are wanted to accomplish there in that post office. And he starts <laughs> My collar walked away. <laughs> and behind was a long tail. You should have seen the reaction. <laughs> that was a real Hollywood movie at that time. It was really so. <laughs> so, and uh, back to uh, how my uh, center developed. I, I, I was a little monastic or wanted to go. I liked it for Henry. My husband had taken me to Burma. He wanted to explore that kind of tradition <coughs> further. <coughs> oh, this was a new one because he was in the Hindu tradition. Hmm? So, and that was 1963. And then uh, later on, I, um, uh, my teacher um, asked me, <coughs> gave me the permission to share my dharma. And uh, then I was asked, I was uh, happily enjoying not the Como Lake, but another lake in Switzerland for holiday. And I was asked there by a little group of, uh, of, of, of Dharma people to come who had training 
with my teacher in Burma, and they heard of me, me that I have the permission to, to, to teach. They invited me, and I had to leave my holidays in, in Switzerland. But there also, I was connected to such inner practices with Krishnamurti. He had a big tent with maybe five or six hundred people and gathered every after every morning or afternoon. And so I got a, we sat on pails of straw after the big lecture in the big tent and it was just a very lovely spiritual community there. Many people joined. So it was my hobby, I said. It was my, not, not really, yes, it was. It had a very special uh, quality because I began to see that I wake up to something which, ah, oh, I didn't think of it. It's wonderful. So I, um, uh, in a natural way, I, I grew into it, yeah? Together with my household, together with my six ducks, ducksies, and together with uh, my husband and all his friends who were monks still in the monastery. Even some nuns came. So it was, uh, so we also interact with our different traditions. Hmm? And so that is the way I got into it because um, I didn't uh, uh, do, well, just naturally, you see. So it's also uh, uh, the characteristic of our practice, we call it Dharma, is actually the process of coming to an, of the process of developing um, the ability to see things in the way they are, you see. They are this way. When I am, <coughs> yeah, I don't get a real good example. The way things are, well, the, the tree grows, the, um, the birds sing, and uh, uh, Others clean the houses. It's just natural. What is has not no fuss and fe feathers. You find yourself <coughs> to see that when you admire the the, the natural natural beauty uh, in in parks in in in, uh, in gardens in. Uh, in other situations, and it is um, at the, we we are kind of responding with an openness and admiration, and with a kind of a loving uh, uh, attitude and an open one. We feel at addressed to some <clears throat> by the nature how things are. They are growing the tree, there are the animals, there is this and there is this. And so, um, 
in that um, so we that so seeing the things in the way they are means they are they are according to their law it, when it is raining it it is that experience and it is the way it is it's raining when the sun shines it, that's the way it is we cannot do any we are on the grass and it is uncomfortable and it is wet or so well that is the way it is at that moment because of the conditions hmm? so and that now that attitude toward us here we come to do the same thing we discover how thing to the skill to accept and to to see and to experience and accept the way they are the, the way the things are well i can go into more of it but this is enough now back to damadena <laughs> huh how did you get to damadena i am already there yeah, yeah. You see, in Damadena, I wanted to say it go naturally. Huh? It is in a realm, in a field, where, um, where which cre created or arose out of a wildness. There was no, no, uh, um, there were no communities before. Not many. It was fresh acreage you could have two and a half acre from this wild wildness for free <clears throat> and and needed not to pay and, and you needed just to kind of promise that you made a little house 10 by 10 on these two and a half acre so it was how do you call it homesteading, homesteading yeah and many houses are looking still like that and they were uh, repaired and some were not repaired so you have a natural ness <laughs> of the, this event so and I had that weekend house and uh, since I now became known that I can teach then I got uh, the invitation to a retreat in Santa Barbara and there were 103 people and they went home and uh, uh, here or there and uh, uh, invited me to little groups that were interested in. If I had that comprehension of the the power and what really the Dharma meant and the Buddha teaching, that it will become a kind of a, 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 a new, a new, uh, well, what did it become? Movement? Uh, yeah, like I see it like a snow or ice avalanche as, as mind moving into the society, into everything. It's something which was a process, this Dharma, 
where we were invited to see things, learn to see things as they are. And that was um, somehow something very fresh, maybe for, for many who at that time were heard of it or got in contact. This is a very beautiful thing of this Dharma. It, you don't need to be encouraged, actually. You just need to stay in the practice from moment to moment, being attentive. And there it will, sp- will spark to new insights, to new experiences. And that they are always in good harmony and always transform something in us back to that uh, and develop in us the quality of becoming natural, more natural. That means, well, many things it means on one level. It means it is then a becoming and a path and a practice toward actualizing the beauty of our being as human beings, actualizing, waking up to our essential essentialness, our humanity. And that is a natural process too. So, and then from there on, Dhammadina enlarged a little. We had outhouses at that time. When we began, remember Jane, I think it was 117 degree outside, and my little, my little uh, um, uh, uh, homesteading affair had only one, um, one outhouse, and there was three buildings, which I had on the two and a half acre. One was one outhouse, the other one was a little guest house, and the next was a garage. So it was a very advanced already compared to the others. <laughs> and there was no uh, concrete floors or so. It was uh, I. And um, here was my first retreat. No, actually the second, because the first was where I was invited in Santa Barbara with 103 people were. And then they went home, <coughs> and they didn't know home. They wanted to continue, at least a great number of them. And, and we had to mo- move away. So I said, well, oh yeah, come. I have a little uh, a weekend house there. And there were 15 or no, 17 people came. And they organized themselves to the next retreat right there. And then there was not enough satisfying on the, the, yeah, the bathrooming. So we needed a second outhouse. And before I knew, it was there suddenly. I look around, six students carried one from somewhere far away. It was free, free, 
and they digged a hole and put that thing over and we were ready. That was the beginning of Tamdina. And one of my students was a lawyer and he says, Ruth, we got the center. I didn't even think of that. We got the center. We make the paper. What name do we give? In this way, it was rising. It is not natural, see? That was a natural. And now you understand what means natural. <laughs> Don't need to talk about it anymore. And now it has, oh, I think altogether, maybe 20 acre, yeah, has one. I, I just uh, appropriated, just also natural, uh, the surrounding neighboring little little cooties or houses. Now one bed, one house next to it is called Samadhi House, has six ba bathrooms, has two uh, septic tank systems, and uh, what else? Three wonderful porches, with wonderful old trees which <clears throat> are kind of on cacti's and you have a wonderful view into spacious lands, into spacious uh, desert. Lots of sand is there. And when I started at that time, the animals, they just were very friendly. The snakes came to us, and I became afraid. It's quite uh, uh, um, lost this idea, snake. <laughs> Snake, no, I learned, which are not biting and killing you. And there is one which is doing that, and I knew she is maybe all along from here to there. And she kind of winds herself over the poles which go up in the porch uh, into our bird nests, yeah? They li she likes, they like that, that is their food. And when I see them, I go down, take, the, take their, uh, take, uh, embrace with my fingers the tail part, and then go the opposite and unwiden. <laughs> and you have to really, it's a wonderful exercise. And then I just capture her at the end. Then we put her into a basket and bring her into the further naturalness. <laughs> so we've got a good picture now of it. Now we have, uh, I said, over 20 acres more, actually. I gave 10 acres away to a Dharma sister. And uh, at that time, it was quite, uh, yeah, well, she wanted, she will be becoming a member of our, of our uh, community soon. When she is retired, she wants on the 10 acres to build a uh, straw house.
be, no, not Adobe, with, with straw, straw paint, yeah. But we found out and I, <coughs> that it isn't so good for the desert. So she has to do different. Then, uh, well, I think, then I gave, um, yeah, no, then I bought the surrounding buildings and one is called, one is called, uh, um, fire cabin because it is close to the new uh, 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 constructed fire station. Another one is called, that is a beauty one, beautiful one, that is for uh, real solitude practice. Hmm? You get the whole cabin all alone, endowed with cooling system, with porches on both sides, with a kitchen, with glass sliding doors. So we um, you don't need to be afraid that the snakes will get you. <laughs> they will keep them out. And No. Oh, no, no, this summer, darling, I saw one on my foot in my porch. The heat brought them up. But it's true what you say, because unfortunately people don't like them. And also rabbits. I mean, before they jumped around and uh, the coyotes came close to us, but uh, now you know, people started even eating the rabbits. And I have a, a very big garden in front of the little kuti I have in which I live. And um, they come uh, now every morning at six o'clock, I counted before, they come always every day more, 26 rabbits. <laughs> and they are eating up what I buy for them, little, uh, you know, yeah, pellets, but it is pressed grass, mm -hmm. 20, and the birds the same, where it, now it becomes, it, it loses its naturalness. Human beings build houses which are really don't fit anymore, it's only big or so, and uh, well, it it becomes urbanized, huh? But still, you know, no no roads that are, are, are concrete or solid. There are still the traces of our cars in the sand. However. The basic, there is still something very beautiful that is a silence uh, and the openness, no trees. And the moonlight, in, therefore, in, we have the full experience of the full moon. You don't need any, any light for it. I, now, lately, before I came here, I worked till 12 o'clock or 
for two o'clock in my garden, in other gardens, I mean, not, not mine, uh, in the Samari house, for example. So, um, and then at one point when the moon is full and stands there in the east, you turn around, open your arms like this, and this hand will point right to the sun that goes down. Full moon here and the full sun in its glory of light and, and heat goes down. And then the moon, you can observe, goes up, up, goes up this, in its half circle, yeah, up. And it, I, I know the point where it is beginning to go down again. It's extraordinary. That is natural. Hmm? And it addresses you. You just need it meditates alone, where you have no, no suffering. It is the ED. Now I'm going to get them. Mm -hmm. And I invite you to experience some other experiences in Dharmadena. Dharmadena is the name of a lady who lived at the time Buddha lived. She was a very dedicated a, a vipassana or practitioner and um, I got the name I don't know how oh yeah when that lawyer who helped bringing that second outhouse into that course suddenly realized we have a retreat center and said, uh, so now we are needing a name, Ruth. And uh, I, I, I just didn't know what to say. I said, well, maybe that desert place or so. No, he said, well, take your name. And then at that time, some people addressed me with Damadena. And it's uh, a nice name too. She is seen by the, was a, 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 a equal to the Buddha. She was somehow assisting on the level of enlightenment with him. And there is a real sutra. It is is a, a whole whole aspect or a sutra is a, is a, that means it is a discourse of, no, it's a description, it's an essay, it's about her, it's a sutra. Hmm? So, yeah, I will close with that. So, um, people could come to her and ask questions, and she would answer. That one came, and one uh, Dharma brother, and uh, he asked, what is personality? noble lady and well she uh, said maybe uh, what did I say what is personality yeah personality so she described and said well I'm not so 
so, so, uh, so, um, uh, I don't know what. Anyway, she gave answers, several. What is personality? What would you say it is personality? Hmm? That is, she said it has something to do with the process of coming out of conditions, of coming to the ground of being or so, and to coming to the re real essence of, of your being, free and pure. Hmm? So he thought, well, I better go and ask the Buddha again. So Buddha asked the question before he answered that uh, question. He asked the question, posed the question to him, did you see Dhammadena? Yeah. What did she say? Well, he would have said what she said. And he said that um, when a wise lady tells you something, then you should listen and take it as truth. <laughs> it isn't quite there is a, a quote, but that is. <laughs> but it is said that he said, um, "I could not answer in other way than you heard, than in the way." Dharma, Dharmadena has answered you. Yeah, in the Mayama, there's a special um, canon book where the discourses of the Buddha are uh, recorded, and one section is Dharmadena. And believe it or not, at that time, at the beginning, right after that retreat, I, I had a very honorable guests. I think that was the body of the teachers from Burma in mental physics in Yucca Valley. Jack and Joseph were teaching, and I invited them to a big roasted turkey. We put carpets out, opened the big garage, which uh, was uh, covered with rugs, which was our zendo, so to speak. And in that we gathered after I had served them this great feast. They came in on this end, in the little kuti, there was a big long table done with, a, with an old uh, the surface or the table was two horses, uh, uh, wood horses or, yeah, and uh, a door, an old door with a sheet. And then on the other side, the door opened and there was a big opening of the garage door. And we had everything covered, the sun, the hot sand was covered for the naked feet of those venerables from uh, Burma. It was Mahasi Sayadu with his great entourage. He t was teaching here too. 
So that was the beginning of my center. And it's now. So please feel free to come in a natural way. Just come. Those are very often mainly on dana because you have to pay the journey. And sometimes we have held also in that position. <clears throat> so that is what I can say about dana, Jane. I, I, you, you wanted me to talk about it. Yes, but the building. Well, they. In this climate? Yeah. Or they know, yeah. Or they they know that that I use the dharma for that. Actually, this is yeah. She is wonderfully, wonderfully concerned, and so others. So the point now I remember what you said. I should mention when you write your contributions. I don't think it is uh, advertised. Uh, over there, or it is the message, what you do, dana for Dhammadina. I don't take it. It's not for me. You write Dhammadina, and then it goes into uh, for repair and so on. Hmm? And, um, well, I think I told you, you can, uh, you, well, You can be a guest. You don't. You go to Ondana. You you just um, have, should have no stress on your uh, financial level. Hmm? And it is, and it is. Uh, I think I mentioned already. We have the system of meditating now, pay later. <laughs> you have also the permission to forget it. <laughs> and so you see, it is this way. It's a community more than a center, but it functions as center. I have now a com connection with monastics. And in the fall, fall retreat, I had five ordained nuns as my student. They were sitting. In, together with my uh, Dharma sisters, and uh, had this kind of, I don't know, this uh, great um, um, attraction to our center, and uh, they were guests for two weeks. Two of them will come soon when I return. They will now tune themselves in into that retreat center with my teaching and my uh, our community. And we have in mind kind of allowing to, de uh, to develop into a um, um, retreat center with monastic uh, um, Lacing, or the other way. So, um, and they will help, help me, and uh, 
help the center supporting and we have many other plans and I have only four retreats there in the year but they are always I've always self retreatants Christmas yeah the women's retreat it will have also guests, no, not any more guests, these two nuns, ordained nuns, they will be there and help teaching, help. One of them is kind of a builder. She, she, she has built up her own house in her little center that is five acre in Ohio. And that will be our refuge. So we are matching the uh, uh, IMS. <laughs> Insight Meditation Society is matched by us now. We have also a refuge <laughs> in Ohio wilderness, much better than here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we incorporate it now, so you know. <laughs> Good feeling. But what is nice is we feel like we're making history. So back deep in our pride, we feel that changing the system a little bit or influencing it or enriching it or so, uh, letting monastics live together with lay people, with Dharma sisters and Dharma brothers too, for the time of training, they are, and they are both very well trained. And it impressed me. They built a Madika, who is one of 13 years um, um, cert, no, she's 13 years ordained now in Zen and in Vipassana. So, um, What did I want to say? Yeah, impressed me the way they, uh, they built up. They got five acre, not a penny. One is a registered nurse. The other one was the, uh, is the um, ordained nun. And uh, she um, started kind of informing her how to build. Trees were around, how to cut them, and to build a cabin, a log cabin. And she did it. And the other one was, is a student of her. She's a seminary. She goes, went always to the city as a registered nurse and got paid. The other one didn't get paid for what she did. And she paid down, gave the, her income, her salary for the mortgage. Isn't that wonderful? It's also already a kind of a change that in, in, uh, monastics can work like this. That is already, especially also 
so that they just not need a kind of actualizing this image we have. When they are in the monastery, they don't do anything. They get just having meditation. That's also not true. But we are now moving into this kind of combination. Huh? This will be a very rich training, too. She, she is very much trained being a Zen master. And I already have a Zen master. I have trained. And she already functions sometimes a little bit uh, in her teaching Zenish, the kind of order and so on. She brings it as Zen. I like, uh, I was a Zen, Zen student for a long time, a Zen Dharma system. So that is now what is happening. <laughs> For this, you give your your blessings. What? Mm. Well, yeah, we, I already mentioned it's coming up on the twenty second of October till the 9th of November, and you get always extra uh, blessings by an, the invitation for staying a few days on. Uh, on as a freebie, <laughs> nothing. We 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 host you. Then we go to the spas, to the healing spas, waters in desert hot springs. So then you have a wonderful um, kind of recuperation and uh, repair for your bodily uh, existence. So now that we are, we still have a whole hour time. So was that of interest for you to hear it and to know that you can start very small, all one day, all of you, many of you are also very advanced. Um, you will be sh shifting naturally into the role of being a teacher or, or inviting uh, and she, uh, other friends or people uh, for sh you to, to share the Dharma. That is how it happened in America, very small, just in this house and in this house, was people who had a training, especially also like Jack and Joseph, they came from, uh, from an existence of the, or member of the Peace Corps, and just had touches there with the Buddha Dharma, got into it, and then they came to America, and uh, there was another teacher for them, and that was Trungpa, and he encouraged them to start. And that is the result of this Dhammadin. This one is the result of that. And it was here. And, and now they are training, really. It's a really training a school in Spirit Rock. You go to a training if you have 
come to a certain level of being awake here. So my teacher encouraged me when I said I can't do it. He said, first he said, well, you are a natural. You, you take your dharma and just talk about it. And he said, you don't need anything, although I had much more space than I told me I need, a room 10 by 10. And the, the uh, uh, Zen master, I trained from Zen. The, uh, uh, she is from Holland. She came with a big Zen group years ago and uh, kind of um, I hosted the group from, from Holland, and she was a Zen master. And then, um, well, she was second to the Zen master. The Zen, the Zen master died, and um, we have planted a tree for her, and she is now doing that, 10 by 10 uh, room, and invited students. Now already three centers from her developing. She is now uh, scheduled in the retreat center in Bonn, which I was co-founder. See how, how it develops. It just gets. That is what I meant. It's like an avalanche. It is a new time, we say. A new geist is coming in, a new consciousness is awaking. And you know, it is used, vipassana, or insight meditation, is used and seen as a fabulous um, um, kind of growing into and transforming into our humanity, where we can live as human beings naturally not the way we do, and have to lose the, now what we do, that growing into that inside, uh, inside discovery uh, process. Yeah, we discover new insights, new spirits into the humanity. Well, uh, that uh, somewhere, I lost it somewhere. Does it make sense what I said? Yeah, what I wanted to say. The avalanche is this new spirit, this new Geist. In German, it is called Geist, der Zeitgeist. That is the mind of the present moment, of the present time. And then I said, it's everywhere sparking, everywhere here at center and uh, in in um, in Switzerland in Germany in America almost in every in every province or state it is in 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 Mexico it's in Japan <clears throat> and this group i am yeah yeah yeah, everywhere. It's, it, 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 it is turning itself. It's like a, 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 a 
wheel curved this shape itself around the globe. Think of Goenkaji. He has 129 centers. Not, he didn't start like I with, with, with two outhouses, no, with one. <laughs> he is built, there is Goenkaji. Uh, he was my Dharma brother. I trained with my teacher Yu Baikin together with Goenkaji. I am different because I'm a woman and I'm West. And he is a more <clears throat> the type of guru, you know, and, and uh, like, uh, yeah, he's Hindu. It's, it's marvelous how it, he brings the Dharma. There is, he built a, a stupa, no, a, a um, well, a shrine which can accommodate 10,000 people in one room in, in, in uh, Bombay. I had also the invitation to it because I am his Dharma, Dharma sister. I lived in his household and taught the women who lived in that household. Yeah, so but it is like this. Now back to Dharmadena, in the distance of five miles or seven, they are not starting like I did with one outhouse. They have uh, already an edifice for 80, uh, 80 uh, guests, 80 uh, people coming, and 50 cars are allowed for them. Right there, everywhere, and others too. And uh, so we have maybe a um, reason to be confident that we come to that point where we know we can continue on this planet. because that is a question sometimes when you know what is going on that comes from these things which we try to uh, uproot in us. Hatred, greed, and delusion. That is what we do and need to do. And I like now to, as an ending quote, Einstein, he says, we live not like the natural human being. We live because of our misunderstanding and everything what comes is from, is a misunderstanding from ignorance, from greed and um, hatred we live like in a cage in our minds. And we what we do here, we are purifying, we are uprooting all that so-called condition in order to come into our natural humanness. Huh? And we need it 
says Einstein, to get out of this imprisonment or ignorance. And it is no choice anymore, he says. He says this in a different way. Um, it is that, he said, it is our task as a human being to purify, to take away our unnaturalness, the condition which is held in greed, ignorance, and uh, delusion. No, not greed, hatred, and delusion. Delusion and ignorance is the same. <laughs> so my Dharma friends, my Dharma sisters and Dharma um, brothers, that maybe is enough for our last hour to talk. It's already more, 15 minutes. It's 12, 15. Well, I didn't intend to do that, but that is with uh, most things. Was it worse to hear it? It gave you also something. What did you feel you learned, or what was its awakening in you? If nothing, and think you think on these two outhouses, <laughs> you can begin with one. So it's a possibility. That's the beauty of it. You see, that tells us that we are all very connected. We all are alike, really. We can do it. We are even uh, 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 alike on, uh, uh, on the level of the high, high monastics, because um, we are uh, kind of can feel as one one community all over the globe. We have a lot in common. We all breathe the same air. We all have a heart on that level that beats. We all understand. Uh, we have a mind. We have the same needs. And we are connected on a deep, deep level and are the uh, result of a certain energy. So when you think of the evolutionary process, maybe. And so that is our, there's no, no way to continue. <clears throat> it's a way we do in an unnatural way. We have to find this commonness can bow to each other, and we'll have authentic peace. Could we stand? What? Stand? Yeah, yeah, we get. So now you get up, please. Sadhu. Uh -huh. I got a 
I got um, a present for birthday before I came, and uh, it is from a Dharma brother in Dharmadina. I uh, gave him a tape and uh, said, and the text of the of the chant of Kuan Yin. Who knows it? Kuan Yin is uh, well a very spiritual figure endowed with all the powers. It's a fem feminine Buddha in in, in China. Mm -hmm. So um, she has a message of her at the point of her enlightenment to all of the, those who are open for it, and that is gate, gate, and translated in gate, gate. Uh, who knows it? Gate, gate, paragate means go, go, paragate, continue going in your inner development toward your enlightenment. More with the next step, gate, gate, to a mahagate step where you are uh, becoming more precise, more determined, more uh, open and receptive in your development to your enlightenment. And wouldn't it be nice we could make that now uh, you, we to hear, you hear, we hear it as a chant, you can tune in, who knows it? Only very few. Well, you will learn it quick. Gati, not yet. Gati, paragate, parasangate, bodhisvaha means go, go, go to your enlightenment. Huh? I imagine it right now as a wonderful recreation for our long sitting, for our body position, and um, uh, as a um, inspiration for our practice. Hmm? It's very, he's, he's a musician, he does it very well, we can sing it with it. I, one or two times I, I leave it on to get a feel of for you. And you come forward a few steps, and then you go backwards. And you make it sure that you have a space to go back. You step in here. It's like our, your temple dance now. Huh? No, 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 not so far. Stay in line behind, one after the Yeah, OK, that's good. Find a nice space and be a little bit careful when go cannot really fall because there's close to you another one. So um, would you like to hear and go into it and relax into and bring your mind in and understand? It is a moment where we can kind of shake up and lose our kind of con 
painfulness or discomfort and purify our mind into just being present to that what we feel on the level of hearing or understanding also, yeah, and body. Ga, te, ga, te, para, ga, te, bodhi, svaha. We have to unite ourselves forward. Ga, te, ga, te, para, ga, te, para, sam, ga, te, bodhi, svaha. And at that time, you st- turn and I said we go backwards, but maybe that will be too dangerous. <laughs> I, do you trust yourself to be able to do that? Yeah. Jane, go and. Are you? Parasam gate bodhisvaha gate gate paragate parasam gate bodhisvaha. What is that? Oh, yeah, loud, little louder. Let's hear it. Is that so? Louder. Notice, I said louder, Jane. Hear the sound, understand the meaning, let it be the inspiration in your mind, and we give it, can easily give the name for what we are doing. It is a very special dance or movement. It's a temple dance. And you are the temple. And you are also in, in one. Okay. Swaha. Forward. Gate. the sound, understanding the meaning, see yourself being inspired and invited for deepening our task to return to the naturalness of our human being. Stop singing now, only hearing, and let the body fall into. Know that you are doing it. changes your mind your body 
motion. Now tune into your own singing too. Hear that too. Understand. Have your eyes to the Buddha. Notice the body is moving backwards. Your eyes continuing focusing. I go out of this here. So. that time, the next time you raise your arms in para, in Bodhisvaha, not yet. Take the beat as your rhythm. You are sensing it in your body, in your brain, you are hearing it, your consciousness. That's not the rhythm. Stop. Let it go, flow through your arms, your consciousness, renew your consciousness. No, just walk. So much that we have more power and energy for noticing, yeah? Touch, 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 touch. Give a moment of stop for that when we have arrived. Iswaha. Next time at Swaha, you make a quick turn. Come back, be more exact, more, per, more accurate with the rhythm, with hearing the sound. That's not walking like this. Now tune with your voice in. It's our tempi dance, our farewell to Insight Meditation Society.
notice your evolution to the next level of enlightenment? <laughs> to your next level of being natural? Remain going backwards, don't skip. Bodhisvaha. Enough? Four times more. Very accurate. Improve. In waking up. One. Gati parasam gati bodhisvaha. This Vaha number three. four times. That was not a good ending. <laughs> Three times more, you now know, and then we stand. Forward. Huh? Number two. And you just hit it. Body sensations. Last one. Too late. <laughs> so, review the state of being now your mind, your awakening level, your body level. Whatever we do, everything fits into this pathway we have chosen. You are so fortunate. You don't need anything to it. Everything fits. The repair of the outhouse, you can be, have the chance to be enlightened right there as well as in a temple dance. It depends on nothing except you have a chance here to that freedom, not depending on any. You are what you are. You continue. You have just, <clears throat> and that is Dharma. It's a wide thing. How does it feel? Who realized that we are go this was our ending? <laughs> <laughs>
not the end, totally. We, I researched still 15 minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah, we have, it's not, no, we have to, a few things. I thought we are sharing our experiences, but that will be maybe too long. We have already shared in this temple dance. Did you like it? Yeah. Look, how, to what did you awake now, or did you, what did you realize? Has it changed from pain to more ease on the physical level? Joy. Joy, yeah. It's the force effect of enlightenment. The Buddha tells us that as an instruction, seven factors of enlightenment, the fourth one is practice and cultivate, bring joy into your practice. How? Where is that joy? You cannot write, uh, take the telephone and ask to be delivered from the American <laughs> Express. Nowhere will you find it. It is here, the capacity to cultivate it and experience and live by it right here. It's again a beautiful thing to know that that means freedom. You go back to your naturalness, how things are. Good, feels good. Mm -hmm. Now let all the thoughts, all what is running through our minds still, just be there. When they are not attended, or not, they shrink away, purifying, coming to greater emptiness, letting the naturalness come in. Enjoy our breathing. We know the beginning, the expansion, and the passing away. That what arises has to go away. Please sit down for a moment. So beautiful, we have still 30 minutes or 27. Uh, uh, yes, now we will do something which is a part of our process, our practice, our evolutionary um, practice. I don't know whether that fits. Uh, 
realizing we call all what we do Dharma, and it is rested on a very special code for our behavior, and we call it the precepts. We are guidelines, and we commit ourselves to it, and that is a nice <coughs> moment, I think, right now. This is what we do when we are cl closing, closing. You, um, we talk about our practice, maybe how to practice at home. Dear Dharma sisters, dear Dharma uh, brothers, I think I give you quite a lot of hints how to deal with this Dharma at home. You can be on the grass, you can be uh, jumping, you can be uh, still, you can be... It happens whilst you are eating, whilst you are in the outhouse, and so on. Hmm? <laughs> I got to think now. The, the Dharma. Now. And it is resting, and just to make sure that we can practice uh, uh, in, in a peaceful way and smooth way, and uh, it's that it goes along with the quality of our uh, of this process of inside meditation, developing, coming to our naturalness. Um, it's just we will now read all together, invite ourselves to the five precepts, and. Then after that, we go into Metta, and we are closing. Well, come here, take some. Here. No, you take those. You have already. Let it go. Give it to, yeah, let it go. Let it deliver itself. See how, how that fits into the environment. Mm -hmm. So this makes sure that it is, that we can do it smoothly. It is rough at times to practice, to lose our <coughs> our um, conditioning, our unevenness. Oh, I, I actually have the metta meditation here. Oh, here. It's a wonderful text. Oh, I have not more. We had 80. We thought some people had left. Then if that is so, Mm -hmm. You know, just think what we are doing. This is an assisting. These are guidelines for our day-to-day -day life. So providing for us smoothness, quiet, more quiet, undisturbedness goes to our ways of life where we are creating unpleasantness for us, 
Oh, we have everyone. Okay. Look at it. A Dharma sister in uh, who took his retreat. I think I told you about that. Yeah, and she uh, brought it into this wonderful uh, impersonal way. It's, it's uh, so that you can really accept that. You know our old conditioned attitude toward precepts in the, in, in, the, in, other, in our Christian tradition. We call it commandments. And then there is always a punishment behind or in disapproval when we fail to actualize these five or have taken them or have forgotten to follow them, fell out of the harmony. And here we are invited to recollect ourselves to it and to take them as guidelines with the permission and the understanding after a falling, there is a arising again. That sounds good. Then we would really naturally. Can you imagine teenagers hearing that? 15 year old ones, they say, yeah, so it makes sense. Hmm? But when you say, you should, and if you don't, you know what we have done throughout our history. So please know you are holding it. It is a support for our practice on both levels, physical and mental. We both go together. And let's all read it. And whilst we are reading, remember it is a kind of a ceremony. We are seeing it's a, it's a festivity. We say goodbye. It's a kind of special event. And we chose it in this way. We, we could have taken something else, uh, like the meta uh, chant, and maybe we do it. Or we could um, have uh, uh, give a time for a kind well, for looking at our practice, sharing to what we are awakened. These are all uh, aspects which we can see is, which are contributing or helping us to pro provide here content for our farewell party. Farewell. What are the name? What do we say? The, the ending here, how we call it here. Is it a special name? No, no, the whole it's last day. We say this is the last day. Huh? Closing. Yeah. It's a celebration. Feel that. Feel that dignity when you realize what it means. You cannot, otherwise you stay in the concept, oh yeah, closing. But what does it mean? To what is it 
uh, what is the meaning of this closing? So what has it closed? The most, uh, most uh, sacred act we can do. That is it closing. That is it. that are we closing? Inside meditation retreat. It's not necessary. It doesn't need to. Okay. So now carefully at the same time when we are reading, don't be ahead of it. Know that you are too fast. Tune in with your love. To the, to the practice we have performed during these days. And we learn now something we know, but we reinforce it. For our practice at home, can we take it as <coughs> guidelines? For example, the fourth one is, is t- talking to be very very refined or very perceptive and very careful. That is right speech in the way we speak and communicate with each other. We are here now asked to look how we communicate and how we can change and contribute to that process we are living that helps us um, falling back into our natural state. Um, all right, let's let us. Where can we start? Wait a minute. What? Yeah, the first line. I. I will call, will enumerate it, and you are still then, and hear it, and then we start. Breathe with it. Be empty. The first mindfulness training, aware of the suffering caused by the destruction of life, I am committed to cultivating compassion and learning ways to protect the lives of people, plants, animals, and minerals. The second mindfulness training. You will better repeat that. Aware of the suffering caused by exploitation, social injustice, stealing, and I am committed to cultivating loving kindness and learning ways to work with being, plants, animals, and minerals. The third mindfulness training. 
The third, mindfulness training. Aware of the suffering caused by sexual misconduct, I am committed to cultivating responsibility and learning ways to protect the safety and integrity of individuals, couples, families, and the fourth mindfulness training. Feel your commitment and understanding the necessity for having these guidelines as a base for our practice. Very clearly let it come into your mind, and you know, you really observe it, you sense it, whole, whole process is involved. Feel your understanding of the depths of it. Mm -hmm. The fifth mindfulness training. Which one is now? Number five? The fifth mindfulness training. Wasn't that a suitable commitment and a wonderful way of closing? This is my gift to you. You can take it home. You fold it and consider it to read it here and then. It's so beautiful done. It's so impersonal. You, it's no you should. It's nothing. It is just wonderful blending into, it's natural. And what we are reading is that's the way the things are here. What they are, the, the, it, that we need it is because we have, we miss them in our interaction, in our um, daily life. Who liked it? Who is the teacher here for, for first, first uh, for small children, f second grade, fourth grade? Now let's go to the higher grades, sixth grade. They would understand because it doesn't, it, it's, it's impersonal and they really realize 
So it does always depend how we use our metta, how we unfold in the alignment with our practice, with our evolutional life. For that, what we are calling Dharma is our way of life now. We have contributed to our Dharma consciousness and to our behavior, our unfolding on both levels. Actually, it's more for, yeah, it's maybe looking like it is physical level. No, but the physical level alone has no fun function. <laughs> it is for the mind. It's a mind training. The mind is Lord in our training. So this is what, with this we have kind of um, justified or replaced uh, that part we often do in our closing ceremonies, talking a little bit how to practice at home. This is now an addition, we maybe not never thought of it. That occasionally, and not that you have to do it, you feel, I, I say it that you should better be more in alignment with it, no. Just uh, realizing uh, the result when this is done, and taken as a commitment or as a vol as a as a um, yeah as a commitment as a responsibility as an invitation find a nice quiet place put one flower into a glass and that indicates your temple and read it loud hear yourself hear reading and understand what all is, uh, what this means. Only one could be accomplished globally and that is the one, the first one, maybe, not taking life, not being violent. See, what an immensity it, power it has. I have to, to give this a seal. I was, let me see, I wanted to read that. Jean, I read it to you, remember? Yes, that was, this was uh, said, I think, in a different, came in a different way, after the nuns had received the, in their, ordination and had uh, spoken these uh, uh, guidelines. They were not five, but they got 220. And it says now, the path of awakening is our great and wondrous legacy as human, as human beings. That's all. The path of awakening is our great 
and wondrous legacy as human beings. It is an evaluation or it is an appraising. Well, how do you feel about this? See, we are finished. I was even I was even punctual. You can bow down to that. But I give you a little encore. Quick. We cannot talk more about the practice, and I give you a few ideas. Maybe I don't have them with me. I have them all dead. I did that last year, and it was well. Pray that you, I don't find it. <laughs> I know you already feel that. Maybe your wish will be fulfilled. It is true. Oh, no. That is so secret for me now. Stand up, and after that we, cl- we, we say goodbye. I, I read it to you. It refers now to our general practice. Practice is to be free, the body, of destructive patterns, habits, and acts of carelessness. Practice is to be free, the mind, from greed, hatred, hatred, no hate, and confusion, simple. That's the way the things are. Practice is to cultivate inner awareness, to discover depths of meditation, and to realize psychological and spiritual insights into the nature of things. Practice is the active work of the individual transforming herself or himself. Practice includes equally the social, religious, and political sides of life. We influence the world in the course of practice with a willingness to combat any form of oppressive power and exploitation. In the process of practice, various obstacles come, have to be faced and worked with in order that all events belong to practice. Nothing is to be left out. Struggle is, at times, an essential factor for practice. Theory without practice is pointless. Practice without reason, intelligence, is blind. The route to practice is observation, 
experience and application. Practice is a starting point for insight. Meditation. <laughs> In practice, real knowledge manifests as purposeful activity. Isn't it touching? Practice is the translation of a living perception into an resolute awareness. Compassionate action and transcendent seeing and liberation. We talked about transcendent yesterday. Dharma founded this high quality. Wasn't that a nice way to close? My dear Dharma friends, Dharma sisters and Dharma brothers, we have arrived at the end of this wonderful event, Dharma practice, insight, meditation. Make a bow and thank. Mm -hmm. Now, we think, I don't know how to relate to it, I want to share the merit of the goodness of this practice that you mean you connect now in your inner self to the forces of love and compassion, appreciation, and uh, give it into the, those you distribute that what you have earned and attained here on the level of insight and joy and wisdom into the universe. I share the merit of the goodness of our practice with my teacher, Siyaji Yubakin. I share the merit now with the Insight Meditation Society with its trees and grasses, with its uh, buildings and society uh, that has accommodated us and made it possible for us to be comfortable and uh, joyful <coughs> in our practice. So we you offer, can... Sh we offer the merit of our practice to our teacher, uh -huh. Denison. Oh, thank you. And I share it with you with every one of you and take the moment to thank you with my appreciation for being such wonderful students and practitioners. Have my, have my blessing. Sadhu Sadhu Sadhu
blessed it's a possibility that we may see us again next year maybe earlier if you invite me to a longer retreat <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.